part of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dozinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and I'm your host, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor and relationship and sex specialist. Oh, baby. Oh, just got to adjust my headphones so I don't uh, drive myself nuts. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday night, and oh, my God, I feel totally uncomfortable because I'm doing this show like I usually do on Monday nights out of my office, and it's actually been a few weeks since I did a Monday show with Everything going on, trying to get ready for transitioning to the new office in Detroit and working on my book that should be coming out in the next, uh, hopefully, (laughs) couple weeks at the very, very most. And that's going to be called Seize That Total Connection, Achieving the Emotional and Sexual relationship you crave. Ooh. And I posted a couple excerpts uh, off and on over the last couple months from the book and also the cover and back cover of the book on Facebook. So you can check that out. You might have to scroll through a little bit. And that is uh, on Facebook under my name, Greg Dzinski. That's Greg G R E G D U D Z I N S K I. How is everybody doing this evening? I got the chat up, so if you're listening to the show on the show's own mobile device apps or on Spreaker's app or on the website at Spreaker, feel free to join me in a live chat and also give me a call. Yeah. Uh, Live number this evening is 586-212-4196. Again, 586-212-4196. And Wednesday nights show, you see Wednesday nights, I'll be back in the rawradiox.com studios in Detroit, 9 o'clock, same time. 
I want to know how the hell everybody is doing out there. You know, seriously, if you're listening to the show, are you running into problems or looking for insights, you can always give me a call. No matter what the topic of the show is for the evening, you can give me a call, 586-212-4196, or you can join me live in the chat as well. Uh, I try to take questions on chat as well, try to pay attention to everything, (laughs) and sometimes I lose myself. I get brain farts like everybody else, Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen this evening. So you can do that. Remember, give me a call no matter what the subject matter is on the show. Give me a call, 586-212-4196. And that is the number you call me on Monday nights. Like I said, Wednesday I'll be back in the show with uh, my buddy uh, Sebastian, a.k.a. Avenue at RawRadioX.com. Looking for exciting changes going on there. This evening's show, I want to talk about, if I stay awake, that's why I need people on chat and to give me a call, too, to keep my ass awake. I'm going to talk. I did a few shows before, a while ago, on affairs and looking at, you know, dynamics. What needs to be in place if the... You know, someone has an affair, someone cheats, and I always look at, you know, what needs to be in place to repair that for the couple get back to, you know, where they want. Now, this is nothing new. I've mentioned this for years, oh my God, years on and that we need to know, you know, why the affair happens, of course. There has to be genuine remorse and guilt, and there has to be a recommitment back to the relationship or marriage to make sure it doesn't happen again. First part, of course, if we don't know why it happened, what the hell are we going to do to prevent it or try to work on uh, from it happening again. Now, if everything's in place and trust is being rebuilt by the one that's betrayed, everything could be perfect. The betrayer kisses ass, does everything. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It, it's it got to be done. You know, there has to be genuine remorse and guilt going on, all this stuff. And it could be going on for a while, legit. And I want it to be genuine. It has to be genuine for it to work. But the person that was betrayed still might not be able to heal and get through it, and the relationship or marriage will cease, okay? Affairs. I'm going to take, like I said, a different take on affairs. I'm going to take a different maybe twist to this and look at, you know, a lot of couples I've dealt with affairs. Uh, oh, my God. I can't. Hundreds and hundreds over Thousands. We're going to thousands of couples, easily thousands and thousands of couples over the years I've worked with that have done, you know, have come in because one of them had an affair. And ladies, as you know, nothing new. Just as many women cheat, if not more. Women are just sneakier. They're, I don't want to bash women. They're, uh, I'm going to give you a compliment. They're smarter. Men, yeah. You know, you might be able to hide it, but then it comes up. Again, I never condone, I never um, excuse affairs. I get at why they happen. I'm going to put on a little twist 
to affairs. You know, you've heard about fares, putting in place January Morrison Gill. I've done shows on that, but I'm going to take a little bit different twist at it. And this is when I get, you know, more maybe into, you know, once the repair of affairs with couples starts taking place, right? Then I'll get a little bit deeper and I want to get at the meaning of affairs. You talk about me, um, you know, I talk about, about me. <laughs> I talk about, you know, there has to be genuine remorse and guilt and we have to know why it happened, but it has to go on a little bit deeper than that. And I love, I, I mentioned people, I'm a huge fan of Esther Perel, um, you know, works with couples out of New York and uh, I've been a huge, I don't know if you want to say advocate or pro, um, co-professional, you know, admirer of hers for years. We share a lot of the same philosophies, even, you know, before, you know, she became maybe well-known, whatever. We share a lot of same philosophies when it comes to affairs. And I look at what did that experience mean? Not only for the one that betrayed. Now, we're not necessarily getting at, you know, this is over. We already know why the affair happened. Okay, maybe genuine remorse and guilt. And these things need to be in place. And that both people want to heal and work on the relationship. Then we have to go deeper. And this is going to help clarify maybe a few things, okay? It's going to clarify for one, what the experience of the affair meant to the betrayer. Everybody's like, goop, I don't want to talk about this shit. I want to hurry up and ignore it. This is going to help the one that was betrayed maybe gain a better understanding. There's so many people that were betrayed, um, they're the ones, they want to know every freaking thing, right? And they want to know, was that partner better than them? And not, when I say partner, you know, I'm talking, you know, both. This is not gender bias. When I, you know, I could, I'm going to refer to him. I'm going to refer to her throughout the show this evening. And, you know, I might say partner, lover, whatever. It's just, it's not about gender. Like I said, just as many women cheat uh, as men. And, you know, I'm not condoning. I'm not saying it's okay. Not at all. And before I get into this, I want to, uh, I want to clarify, I am not pro-affair. I am not pro-cheating. Got it? I'm not for cheating. I'm not for affairs. And some things I say, it might sound that way, and I'm going to try to clarify that as we go along, okay? Um, Princess Fu, hey, welcome, Princess Fu. Um, I appreciate you joining in. Um, Mentioned that, you know, I wouldn't want to know details. A lot of people, men and women, I'm not going to say all. Some don't want to know. They want to hide it, throw it underneath the rug. But a lot of them, they want to know the details. You know, was she, was she, did she suck your cock better? Was she better in bed? Was she better sexually? Was she easier to talk to? Did you guys laugh more? Did you have more fun? Oh, my God. Was he, 
right? Was he hung better than I am? Did he last longer? Did he freaking lick you like nobody's business? All these questions prevent healing, okay? You, I get it. You know, curiosity, the human nature, we want to know, you know, it's all about our ego. We got crushed, right? Our ego was shattered. And I'm going to get into that about the meaning of affairs in a little bit, okay? But, you know, we get crushed, our ego. So we're trying to, the one that was hurt, betrayed, we want to try, we're trying to gain a sense of understanding. But by asking these specific questions, and this is one thing I totally agree with Esther Perel on, and when I get deeper into couples, they get into colorful language. Thank you. <laughs> Smart ass. Anyways, you get into um, you know, specific questions. Like Fu mentioned, she wouldn't want to know the specific details. A lot of couples do. They I had one one guy, wife, you know, had an affair and he wanted to know everything when they met where they met where they had you know if they had you know where they had sex what time what days of the week i'm i'm not kidding he wanted to know specifically all the details and i asked him what why would you want to know you know what what purpose is that going to serve and what meaning is that going to have with you how is that going to help heal you and as a matter of fact would that cause further damage because it's going to cause your mind your insecurities it's going to feed into them a lot more i get it curiosity you're trying to measure yourself up you know if they they did it here we'll do it here or if they did it out in the car while we'll never have car sex again you know you're looking at all these information and all this knowledge, trying to save yourself, trying to regain your own identity again. And a lot of these specific questions will do more harm than good. And like I mentioned, um, Esther Perel and, you know, myself, I'm not putting myself up on her status by any means, but we, you know, we agree on the same premise that the specific questions they're going to prolong the healing process and they're going to create even further insecurities and they're going to feed those insecurities even more. You know, after you've been crushed, you've been, let's face it, devastated. The expectations of your life, of your married life are destroyed. Now you're going to feed more in those specifics. Ooh, you know what? Ouch. And they're just going to cause you the faster more. Now, if you want to know, oh, the knowing could ruin future relationships as well. You know what? Absolutely. And I know, Kim, you gave me permission to use your, your name a while ago on the show. Welcome. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, actually, I had a show. <laughs> but um, it could because... That's a great point because all these insecurities, if the relationship or marriage doesn't make it past the affair, okay, past an affair, past the cheating, you you look at, 
you know, you might be damaged. Oh, my God. All these insecurities are going to be carried on into another relationship. And I did a show on, you know, leaving the baggage in the past, not carrying it with you where, you know, you're already damning your new partner for your past relationship issues, if you will. You know, we ask because we want to mimic that behavior because we think that will help the relationship. We want to give them what we think they want. I think it would actually harm. I agree with that. And, you know, a lot of times we want to know, I don't think it's about mimicking. I think most people, to be honest with you, and, you know, clients I've dealt with, they want to know like I mentioned before, they want to know, so you know what? We're not going to have sex this way. We are not going to go over here and have sex. We are not going to have sex this way anymore because you and your lover did. When you cheated on me, you did it in his office. You did it in your office, and I'm not going to have sex. And Oh, wait a minute. Think about sex and the... Okay, no, I just got sidetracked. Um... You know, we're not going to go and do it in a car. I'm not going to allow you to give me head driving down the freeway because you gave him head. All these issues, you start blinding yourself and you start blocking and limiting yourself, one, in the healing process. And it, it needs to focus, not necessarily what you did or I'm saying what they did, what the person betrayed did, but it needs to get focus back on you two in a relationship and what was missing as you know individual on the chat mentioned that you know they might want to it's you know they might want to try to mimic things some people most people don't want to mimic they don't want to get they don't want to do what they're doing what the lovers do because what happens that, you know, it's a comparison. All of a sudden, all those wounds come back up. It's like pouring gasoline on that fire, and it's going to deter the healing process even more. And what, what you want to do, you want to you wanna get more at the experience of the affair. You know, what the hell did the experience mean for you? You know what? Did you feel more love, more passion? Ooh. See, you're not getting specific, right? Um, I think mimicking would be, I think they're mimicking specifically, Greg. Ah, uh, were you, you trying to kiss my butt and flatter me, Kim? <laughs> it works. No, thanks. No, I appreciate that, but you know, I, I agree. I try to stay away from mimicking, and I think more people, it's more of about a limiting thing. They don't want to do or repeat what, say, your husband did with his lover or what your wife did with her lover, you know, with him. A lot of people, they want to know because I'm not doing that anymore because you and your lover did it. Um, it's not necessarily mimic. It's about not mimicking. Most of the time, it's about the opposite. They don't want to repeat or, you know, experience what your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend did with another, what they experienced with another lover. So what happens by specifically asking these questions, it's setting it up for more wounds, the, the freaking 
fester. Ew, that sounds gross. <laughs> the fester and get at those situations where I want to heal. That's why I want to get at, you know, what was the experience of the affair? What meaning did it have for you? Did you feel more desire? Did you feel more passion, more hot? You know, was it hot, passionate, more chemistry? Did it build your ego up? These are very more general questions, but you can learn. Then you can go into, okay, was there more passion than we've ever felt? Well, honestly, yeah, there was. And it's like, oh, my God, can you be honest? And the other one's crushed, right? Um, there was a lot of passion. Oh, my God, you're in the other one's just cringing, crying. Um, it's gut-wrenching. It's very difficult. And a lot of times we don't we might not want to be, say, honest as a betrayer because we don't want to cause further hurt. But this, you know, this has to be done because you're going to learn what the hell it's going to take to survive an affair, number one, if possible. And number two, it's going to get you, more specifically, what you want from your partner that you were not getting before. You know, like say passion, ego, you know, they were more attentive to me. They listened more. Um, you know, what did that experience to me? It was enlightening. I felt more alive, right? Now, is it just because it's a new thing? Everyone says it, you know, it's like an addiction. Oh, it's something new, exciting. <gasps> Woohoo! But what if the affair lasts for a year, two years? I, I, I'm telling you, I have couples where affairs have last for five years, six years, seven years, an affair, and the couples are in here after one of them find out that this has been going on. I have one couple that I'm working with now found out, the husband found out that the affair has been going on. His wife's been having an affair for five years years and then the husband found out now you're looking at okay the newness the excitement you think it would wear off after five years right so now we need to get at you know what else is going on what other experiences were you feeling was your ego boosted was you know let's face it was the sex better. It's not a comparison, but did you feel more alive, more satisfied, more chemistry and passion? Now, what can we do to get that if possible? But let's face it, if the chemistry isn't there to begin with, um, or maybe it was mild, and no matter what you do, that chemistry might be dead, or maybe you're just bullshitting yourself if it was ever there on a deep level, you know, I, I hear this all the time, you know, a friend of me to, you know, mention about fee, it's safe, you know, it was safe to marry her, it was safe to marry him, I knew he would never cheat on me, she would never cheat on me, but then I got bored, and the chemistry wasn't there, there wasn't that freaking rip my damn clothes off and lick me, oh God, I'm so wet and you make me so hard, right? There wasn't about, whoa, 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 I got one. I actually just had discussions with three different guys about, three. oh, I thought you did a threesome. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I, actually, I actually just had uh, discussions with three different guys about threesomes, and they all said separately is 
just because it's something new to try. It most likely has less to do with the cheating. Ah, than the fantasy. I agree, Kim. I think a lot of people, and I got a couple I work with now. I just got uh, I got a text, I think it was early last week, and both of them, they want to find another woman. The wife is an arrest and find another woman, having a threesome, like an open marriage type thing. And the husband was like, oh, okay, you know, it was more her idea. And they found one. I got a tech, Greg, we found one. Boundaries are in place. We're happy. We're doing great and all this stuff. I'm like, woohoo, yay, good for you. Because that's not for me. It is, you know, about trying something new. But like I mentioned before, Kim, and I know you had me in a few classes, and to get in the situation that – um you know, I say, you know, I, I've been offered threesomes by women. Oh, God, a few, let's just say, a few over the years. And as people know, and they think I'm full of shit, and I'm not, and even guys, Greg, you're crazy. I've turned them all down. I'm all, like I said, a one-on-one. So you look at, if it's something new, what can you do something new and creative? I get that. You know, to get rid of the boredom, sexual boredom in a relationship, but the first thing I do is going on, you know, the emotional aspects. And that's usually most affairs happen on the emotion, well, I would say because of emotional level, not feeling desired, loved, uh, respected, uh, not feeling important, whatever. And let's face it, if you're not getting sex or not having sex in your relationship, um, you're not going to feel desired whatsoever. So, Okay, I got a question. You know, what is the definition of cheating? And this is a very, very difficult question to ask. Everybody assumes it's having sex outside the relationship. And people know, I've talked about, you know, working with swingers, people in open marriages. It's not cheating if people are aware, uh, you know, in open marriages. They're okay with it. Uh, you know, they go to orgies. They go maybe with another couple and swing in that way. So unless they're both aware of it is they figure it's cheating. But it's not cheating. I'm sorry. But say if one of them goes off with somebody else behind their back, like just on a one-on-one-way date, then they view that as cheating. Cheating could mean different things for different people. Everybody assumes it is. Some people think, believe it or not, that Porn is freaking um, cheating. Some, believe it or not, freaking masturbating is like cheating. That's freaking, anyways, that's not cheating. To, definitely not masturbation. Hell no. I'm guilty. No. <laughs> but you look at, you know, some people think, you know, sharing emotional, intimate details via text, via chat by a, on the telephone or in person, that that is an emotional affair. And people heard me mention that. So, you know, or an actual full-blown sexual, you know, that you're cheating. If you're in a committed relationship and you agree not to do, I cheat with myself a few times a day. Don't freaking tease me. I'm going to freaking have to take a break and go in the bathroom a little bit. Um, <laughs> don't say that. So, 
Cheating is, that's a great question because a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, they assume cheating is this, that, that, and, you know, we all have this. You have to define what is cheating to you, for one thing, and what is cheating, what is the definitions of cheating for you and your partner, you know, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, whatever, and you need to be very, very clear on that. I've heard you know, so many times, you know, oh, we weren't meeting, or we weren't meeting, <laughs> brain fart, sorry, we weren't, we're not married, so that's not cheating, you know, we're dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, or even living together, we're living together, we're not married, so it wasn't cheating, I'm like, um, really, dude, <laughs> or do that for the woman, you need to define what is cheating for you, Got it? What is an affair to you and what it is for your partner? You have to discuss this. And this is one thing when I talk about, when I do, uh, you know, see couples for premarital counseling. Yes, I do do that. And I ask them, what is your definition of cheating? And they look at each other and they assume they both know, well, it's this and that. And they look at each other. Well, what about if you're just talking to somebody the opposite sex? Is that cheating? Well, if I didn't know about it, it is. Everybody is different. Everybody tries to assume what cheating is. And it's very, very subjective. What you need to define it, what it is for you, what it is for your partner, and what it is in the context of your relationship. So hopefully I didn't babble on with that, you know, specific question or answer that much. But it's very subjective, and it's a very, very difficult um, question to answer. You know, you have people that, what is, it's on the show, I can't, freaking has five wives, like one isn't bad enough, no, <laughs> I'm joking ladies, listen to that shit, <laughs> um, but you, you know, they have five, and you know, you look at that polygamous, there we go, I couldn't think of the word, I almost said plagiarist, thinking of teaching, but uh, polygamous, and they don't view that as cheating. So again, you need to be very subjective what exactly that means to you. And society, our, how we're raised, parents, grandparents, don't even get me going on religious aspects too. You know, they have all these stipulations that, you know, what cheating is, what it isn't. You need to define that for you and what, you know, what works for you in your relationship. And the thing is, is about maintaining those boundaries, okay? Other elements are, I'm going to talk about the other elements. I'm going to take a little breather and come back. I'm going to talk about the the elements, maybe some other questions that you can get on about the experience and also the one person that was betrayed, what did that experience mean to you, right? Okay, so I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to be be back. Write the phone number down. Give me a call, 586-212-4196. And, of course, that is my business line. My cell phone saves me money all the time. So that's my main line, 586 212 
888-888-9696. Give me a call. Any questions you have regarding sexual relationship challenges or just have a question, like I said, the Art of Relationships radio show, it's for everybody out there to help you out. And I will be back in a couple moments. Thanks for listening, people. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. This is just another song You'll never hear about a girl I've never met This is just another lie Whispered in your ear so you'll think that I can make it This is just another ride Taken by surprise with no clear end in sight This is just an empty line You've heard a million times that I've used to make it right A chance meeting in a parking lot Getting high off of a pointless talk You remind me of the songs I used to fall asleep to A perfect vision of the melodies that I would sing to And I've been using Message through the radio. This is just a sad attempt, an evening spent at trying to catch your eye. And this is me crying out for attention so you don't just pass me by. This is just a lucid dream. I've made the seem like the best parts of life. And this is just an empty hand with spaces for your fingers laced with mine. Excuse me, I think you're the one I'm meant to find in this life. But I've been lost for quite a while. Cause you remind me of the songs I used to fall asleep to. Of the melodies that I would sing to And I've been using every trick I know To send a message through the radio And I've been talking to strangers Trying to find the same kind of
message through the radio. Come on. Live. The first song was Skyway Traffic, uh, just another song you'll never hear, and that last one was Who's Your Daddy? Spank me, big boy, right? <laughs> That's just wrong. Anyway, from uh, Rev Right Time, and we're back live on the Art of Relationships radio show. We got a question, and I want more uh, clarity from an individual on chat mentioned it seems like seems a lot like a relationship but being able to see others i'm having issues with 
this. It's weird. And this is actually a great question, actually a great topic, talking about, you know, affairs and everything. Um, yeah, Skyway is on Spotify, by the way. Thanks, Kim. I appreciate that. Yeah, they are. Skyway traffic. I don't know if Ferris is from Rev Right Time. They were just up in Traverse City for the Cherry Festival. They were playing up there, I know, a while ago. They were awesome. And like I said, they used to tour with the Stone Temple Pilots. Actually, they're both do. Okay, well, individual on chat mentioned, well, I'm dating two guys right now, but it seems weird. My question is, why are you, if it seems weird, then why are you dating two guys? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm all about if you're not committed with somebody. We're talking about, you know, affairs, cheating, and I'll get you know, back into this, but this comes into the question, which is actually pretty cool, you know, in a dating realm, do you clarify if it's cheating or not? And if one person, say, one person wants to date you specifically, but you want to date more, say, more people, a couple people, and it comes down to if that person isn't okay with it, they need to stop it or Maybe they're hoping it's going to end, you're going to pick them, him or her. You know, that doesn't always work in their favor, as everybody knows. If you're okay with it, it's your life. The thing I talk about, if you think it's weird um, dating two guys right now, then my question is, if it's weird, don't do it. And if you have a hard time picking between both of them, or one, maybe they're, neither one of them are, maybe that's the problem, you're dating both of them, because neither one of them are the right person for you, but get, get staying, I can't be trying to talk, staying on the aspect is you need to go ahead, you need to clarify, you know what, I'm dating other people you know what, if you're not okay with that, I'm just not ready to commit to anybody right now, so I'm going to date, you know, both of them. So if you're up front with that and say, now it comes up, well, are you having sex with both of us, right? Say if I'm one of the guys you were dating, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to care if you're having sex with somebody else and... You know, I might be having sex with somebody else either, and everyone's, ew, gross, whatever. It happens. But, you know, you need to clarify what the boundaries are, right? Maybe you like one more than the other. That is true. Um, well, you talk about a pro and a con list. Yeah. I, I always talk about a pro and a con list, and this comes to the element is, you know, you can have a list of 100 pros and only two cons with somebody. But those two cons could be they weigh more. They have a lot more. They could totally outweigh those 100 pros. And that's where I get in with the pros and cons. It's about the weight of them. You could have, you know, they could have maybe one or two cons, and they could be minor. You know, no big deal right? And the pros could be a hundred things. But what happens, the pros are great, but what happens if 
there's not that much chemistry with the, either one of them, right? That you don't feel it in their kiss when they touch you. Ooh, then what do you do? Yeah, I hear this all the time. If I could combine them, it would be perfect. <laughs> but I've known one longer than the other. That doesn't mean anything. You know, you could know one for 10 years, but you haven't hooked up because maybe the chemistry isn't there, timing, whatever. Maybe there's a reason why. And, you know, that, yeah. You know, if you combine, yeah, if I could combine freaking five women into one, it, what was that movie, Frickin' Weird Science, a while ago? Um, you know, trying to design the perfect... I can't even remember the, who the... All I know, she was hot, and I can't remember her name. But <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley, maybe that was it. But you look all that, so you have to do the weight of the pros and cons, not the amount of them. You know, you list them. You can have, like I said, it's got to be the level of importance those hold to you. You could have a thousand pros and only two cons, right? And the two cons is, okay, he cheats on me or she cheats on me eh, only three days a week. And you know what? The other one is uh, he beats my ass two, three times a week. But there's only two. Oh, I got this hundred of pros. And believe me, working with couples or, you know, women or men, that are in abusive relationships. I hear this. They try to justify it. Eh, he only beats my ass this many times a week versus, you know, but he does all this. He apologizes. And I hear all this all the time. So you need to be very specific on the merit and the weight of those cons, okay? Those are huge, um, not the quantity. Now, getting back, you know, is it cheating? If you are dating two guys, like the question said, is it cheating? I don't see it as cheating if you are up front and telling them you are seeing dating other people. You don't have to be specific with who it is because they're going to ask, oh, who is it? Who's my competition? You know, who's my competition and all this aspect. You need to look at... um. You know, and if it's weird and you feel like you're cheating, maybe it's because you're not being up front with both of them, maybe either one of them, or you're not being up front and being true to yourself. And that tells me what's going on. Uh, Foo, you chimed in. What, why can't you date both until you know which one you both want to be with just because you're a fee? Oh, foo, I agree. I just said I don't see there's a problem if you do date two people at once, whatever, as long as you're up front with it, saying I'm dating other people. I don't know where I stand. I want to see where things go. And if both people you're dating are okay with that, that's fine. Or maybe... Both of them you're dating. Why not go out on a date, three of you at the same time? Woohoo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. Everyone's saying, Greg, you're a pig, just like when you teach human sexuality. Uh, Kim knows about that, but um, about human sexuality. Oh, foo, you're supposed to uh, visit a class, I think, too. Um, you do. You got to be honest with yourself, as I mentioned. 
um, as well as them. And then you go from there. So that tells me if it feels weird, you're not used to it, one, which I get that, that could be okay. But maybe you're not being up, you know, with themselves. We all have been up front, just seems weird. Then maybe it's not for you. You know, if it seems weird, I tell people, and you've heard this, you know, before in my classes and on the air, um, you need to look at, uh, what do I want to say? You know, if you're confused, that's a time where you step back. I, I, weird. I tell people I want you to embrace confusion. That means that's your gut telling you don't, don't do anything. Don't make any decisions or just carry on the way it is. If you're confused, step back and that's your gut telling you not to make a decision yet. A lot of people get freaked out. Uh, get freaked out. I'm confused. Oh my God, I don't know what to do, right? I tell people to embrace that. That's your gut telling you not to make a decision. So just keep going. Take a break, step away from it, or just keep doing what you do until your gut tells you um, you know, what to do, what it triggers, what to do down the road, right? So don't rush it. <laughs> Kim, thanks. I break constantly about how awesome you are as a teacher and a listener. Oh, you're just freaking trying to get a freaking A when you, if you have me in another class again, you butt kisser. Yeah, you are kissing ass, and you don't even have me as a teacher this term in the summer. What the hell? No, <laughs> I appreciate it, though. Cool. Um, we look at, okay, not constantly, but you know, oh, gee, now you're taken back, right? You brag constantly about me, and then you freaking take that back. That ain't right. Can I ask a question? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like I said, um, you're new to the chat, and I'm not going to mention your name unless you give me uh, permission to do that. Um, I don't do, I respect your privacy and everything else, but I know other people in chat can see each other, uh, their name and everything, but you know, that's, that's fine. I won't say it on the air. Yeah, about finances, please ask. You can even call. I won't ask you for your name if you call too. 586 212 What sounded a little stuck? It's okay. Oh, Melissa, what's your question then on finances? Hit me up and chat. Now, while you're typing or if you're going to give me a call, uh, again, 586-212-4196. Or I'll go ahead and continue, and I'll, it sounded a little stuck. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to being stalked. No, not all the time. Just once. Once in a while, no. <laughs> I always tell people, I, I would never, ever be a stalker. It's too much freaking work. Okay, dealing with fiancé and finances, can you be a little more specific about um, what issues you're having? If you combine money, if you want to keep Finances separate. There's a lot of dynamics. So if you give me a little more feedback, Melissa, or give me something else uh, more specific to go by, and I'd be more than happy to help you out. And I'm going to go back, you know, go back while I wait for Melissa 
to maybe clarify what's going on or what the specific question is. Okay. You look at, oh, spending. Okay. Like where one person, a lot of people, when you have spending, you have someone that might be very tight-fisted on the finances, and the other one is like, woohoo, I get paid. Um, we keep going on those aspects. Now, if there is compulsive spending going on on one of your ends, that can be a huge issue. You know, if they're going out, you have bills to pay. Let's face it. And I tell everybody I'm not, I'm week to week. I'm not rich by any means. And if they, that would be almost like talking about cheating in a way. That's almost like, you know, are you doing what's best for the family or the situation? Or, you know, are you spending on stuff you don't need and all of a sudden, you know, bills are becoming late, late fees, you can't pay rent, can't pay your mortgage, that is a huge issue. Then, you know, if it's, when you're saying compulsive, I'm assuming it's happening all the time or majority of the time. I'm going to tell you if that doesn't take, get taken care of now, I am going to, I'm going to say you're going to have issues down the road big time. So when it comes to compulsive spending or some other aspect, you need to have that taken care of um, now before you get married, okay? When you look at, um, yeah, compulsive, well, wait a minute, compulsive sex between the two of you, What's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, what's wrong with that? No, what I mentioned, Melissa, about the cheating and finances, meaning if, you know, they're going, they're going out, look, for, for an instance, okay, like I said, definition of cheating, everybody assumes it's having an affair, and it could be um, that I, I've dealt with couples in here, they come home, and they have a foreclosure notice on their door. They have an eviction notice on their door and they're wondering why. That's it. They're assuming the rent's being paid, mortgage is being paid, and all of a sudden they're spending it on drugs or a gambling addiction. This both men and women. And you come home, that's what I mean by cheating. Cheating could be uh, you know, you're not doing something you're supposed to be doing. Okay, you're doing something that totally kills trust, and there's a lot of trust aspects in relationships. It could be, you know, you're you don't you say you're going somewhere and you're not going there. <laughs> I've had couples before where the husband freaking got fired from his job. And the wife didn't find out for six months. He went fishing every day instead of looking for a job, whatever. The wife didn't find out. Assume he was going to work for six months and found out him and his buddy were going fishing freaking every day instead of pretending to go to work. So that's what I mean about cheating. You know, if he's spending money without your knowledge and, you know, I'm not talking dollar here, dollar here, and you talk about Amazon, and if it's going on, and if it's causing problems in the relationship with the finances, that needs to be addressed now, I'm going to tell you, because it won't end 
when you get married. It might, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a pain in the ass and a lot harder. We're married now. I need to stay and be in that situation, work it out. And I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a huge, huge mess. So my advice is that you take care of that now or you look at if you can't, you know, if he doesn't want to stop or he, I've heard this before too, oh, when we're married, I'll stop. Yeah, no, they need to prove that shit now, okay? Just some advice and it could be, you know, when you're, you might say you're not married and I'm not one that says, you know, with finances, that I'm not one to say when you're married, you have to put everything in one pot being married. Not at all. You know, a lot of people, especially if you've been through a divorce, aka me, and you've been, say, financially screwed over uh, for whatever reason, or you lost a lot, it's very difficult to start sharing everything. You know, you could have a couple... Okay, you share the bills. Okay, you have a pot. You guys contribute whatever it is, 50-50, whatever, into the bills. And then whatever, you might contribute equally to a savings account. Then outside of that, what is your money is your money. What's his money is his money. So that is, you know, everybody's fine. I'm not one that's going to say you're married you have to combine everything. Not at all. You have to do what works for you, okay? So I, I'm different. I'm not a cookie-cutter therapist or definitely, hell no, not a textbook therapist, and a lot of people know that. I, I do what works for you guys. I'm not going to tell you that you have to fit in a societal mold and do you know, what society says, what your parents did, grandparents. No, it might have worked for them, but doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So I hope that helps. I say, if you're married, what's mine is mine, what's yours is mine. No shit. Isn't that with uh, all women are like that? No. (laughs) Oh, being uh, prejudiced against women. I had a guy I used to work for when I worked for Chrysler, uh, Years ago, he uh, used to joke around. Yeah, I got uh, freaking got divorced. She took half of everything. Yeah, we ended up got got back together, got remarried, got divorced again. She took my other half, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> you laugh. It's not funny though. So you look at it, you know. Okay, what about him not paying his bills? And since I make more, he expects me to pay more. I get this all the time, Melissa. And this is, you know, even in nowadays, I agree, there's a lot of um, issues that come up with, you know, he makes more, he should pay more bills. This, uh, your situation actually is not too unique because there's a lot of women making more money than the men out there now. So, you know, most of them, oh, I get this all the time, like, that's fair. You make more, therefore you need to pay more bills. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Why is that fair? Why why should, because I make more, have to pay more of the bills? Especially if you're not married. I, you know, I, especially if you're not married, you're like, not, you know, to me, you live together, you're married, it doesn't 
matter. Oh, I know, Melissa, you said you make more. What I'm saying is why should you have to pay more because you make more? I think that's sort of BS, and he needs to be responsible. Um, Yeah, really, the more you make, the more you pay, just like taxes. I agree. You know, now, why is he spending on Amazon when he's not paying his own bills? Now, Melissa, do you understand what I say about you need to take care of this shit now? Um, It's your life. You can do whatever you want. I want people happy, and I want things set up that, you know, you won't have issues down the road. And if if he is irresponsible and not paying his bills now and nice guns oh boy militia gear are you kidding me anyways um and he's not paying his um (laughs) you might want to call me privately melissa uh give me a call tomorrow (laughs) after the show i'm serious or you can hit me up on facebook to uh we can chat that way. My number five eight six two one two four one nine six. But you know, I if they're being irresponsible and they're buying things that they can't afford or that might not be important to your future or the way you want to live your life, then you might need to you, you might want to second guess what the hell you're doing. Okay, why am I in this relationship if I'm not being respected and if I'm if our relationship is not being valued and especially if we're not on the same page um on a lot of things and this is going to create a big um this is going to be a big issue for you Melissa and let me guess you're in a relationship because the sex is great, right? Oops, I dropped something. I was supposed to laugh. Yeah, a minute. The sex is so great. I can't get out of it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to have issues, and I can sort of sense it now. Resentment and everything else is, it's going to be an issue. And pretty soon, if it is great sex, you know what? That's going to not make up for the resentment and the anger and everything else that is going to come along. You can get great sex uh, maybe somewhere else. Yes, I do accept insurance too. Um, With people from other, I do Skype sessions. Uh, Yeah, Melissa, it's been five years. I know, believe me, I've, I've been dealing with couples that have been together 10 years, 12 years, not married together, and they've been fighting this many battles like you for a long time. I do accept insurances, but a lot of them, it's, it's weird. I, I you know, do Skype sessions all over the country. I can do that, and I've done a few, not too many over the year. I think because... Uh, some people might be freaked out by technology and everything else, but I do offer Skype sessions. But the problem with the insurance is insurances are handled typically state by state, and you would need approval. It's almost like um, 
say someone here in Michigan had cancer, I, and they want to go to, say, the Mayo Clinic in Minneapolis, they need to get prior authorization approval for that, and some won't do that. It's like in-network, out-of-network situation. So that's what happens with the insurance aspect. What I tell people in that situation, you know, I can give you a receipt for the cash, you know, or, you know, Skype sessions would be credit, credit debit card, or PayPal, too. And then I would give you a receipt that you could, you know, for the cash or write and give you an insurance-rated receipt that you would try to turn into your insurance company, especially if you're out of state, with hopes to get reimbursed. Now, you know, every, oh my God, every insurance company is different as far as what, you know, deductibles, what their situation or what their policy is without a network coverage, especially being in a different state. So that's why, you know, it's so difficult, but I do accept insurance here in the state of Michigan. Um, oh, God, I can't, I, I think I accept, I cut back five. I think I still accept like at least 20, and I accept some Medicaid insurances too. Not, uh, not Medicare though. Okay. Now, going back, oh, oh, this was only going to be an hour show. Oops. <laughs> I'm going to go on a little more if that's okay. How much for a visit? Um, typically for, I shouldn't announce this, my rates are going to change when I move to Detroit. But right now, it's, I'm actually cheap. Um, I even have other counselors, uh, psychologists and stuff that are my clients. <laughs> And I joke with them that I charge them half what they charge their clients. I want to sleep at night. My rates are typically $75 a session, uh, 50-minute hour session. Um, it's 75 bucks a session for couples and families, and it's 64 individuals. So I'm pretty reasonable. Now, a lot of, you know, metropolitan areas, they're going to be a lot more. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the rates are in other, um, I, I don't know what the rates are in other states. But a lot of people, you know, I'm serious. They're going to charge a minimum of 125 150 a session uh, for couples. And I know a lot of them around my area in southeast Michigan, they suck ass. Um. Uh, anyways, I won't get into that. And I, my rates are seventy five, but they they are going to go up when I move to Detroit. They're going to be going up to a hundred bucks for couples. Um, hundred bucks for couples, and if you pay cash, I will reimburse for your parking because the parking situation in Detroit. It would be, I think, like 10 bucks or something, depending on the meter or lots. But I will be reimbursed uh, your parking in Detroit. You can work two hours to buy one of my paintings. <laughs> but and remember, I'm not seeing clients all day long. Today was, but I also do a lot of insurance, and I don't make that much. So... Uh, I won't be able to afford one of your paintings. Maybe a while. <laughs> oh, you do awesome work, too. But, <clears throat> you know, going back on the affair aspect, I want to look at the situation. You know, B 
be investigative, not accusatory. Detroit, where? Actually, I'm go- Melissa, I don't know where you're located. I'm actually going to be in uh, the Penobscot building. I am actually, I'm going down tomorrow to find out. I'm supposed to be in there August 1st. I'm going to be working out of Detroit and Mount Clements for a few more months yet. Um, if I can afford both places, <laughs> that's legit. But I'm going to work out of both offices for a couple months. I'm going to be in the Penobscot building. Oh, you're in Troy? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in uh, Penobscot building. Actually, um, oh, that's your birthday? You're going to be, Vicky. you're going to be what, 58? 57? No. <laughs> My sister's is uh, six, so. Oh, God, Leos are a pain in the ass. Anyways, <laughs> no. Yeah, Melissa, I'm going to be in, uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to be in Penobscot building. I'm excited uh, with all the stuff going down in Detroit, all the new businesses, people working down there. And there's not a lot of counselors and therapists in Detroit whatsoever. So I'm a, I've been a huge fan of Detroit for a long time. And as you know, you know, demographics, Mount Clements, I'm, what, 20 minutes from Detroit now. So I'm a huge fan of Detroit. Everything that's going on down there, uh, people moving downtown, it's phenomenal. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. And um, I'm nervous because I I need to pay for the place. I got got a good deal. And, um, you know, of course, it's nervous, too, trying to build up clients and everything else in Detroit as well. But I'm excited, and I'm hoping to uh, be in, I'm supposed to, I'm going to be in by the first, but I'm going to, tr- I'm trying to get in this week, and that's what I'm going down to discuss with the landlord um, tomorrow morning and find out what's going on. It's empty. Let me in anyway. So, well, better have your Glock rim, Melissa. No. Everyone, you you have to know where to go and when to go there. Downtown, uh, Penobscot Building, Campus Marsh, it's it's very safe, and it, it's so, so cool down there. Um, it is very, very cool down there. So um, have your Glock ready. No, 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 no. That's out in the outskirts of Detroit. Every major city has issues. Chicago's having big-time issues now. But, no, there is uh, so much stuff going on. I want to get into, um, back to the affair situation, you know. Going back, you need to be invested. You know, ask what the experience was for them, you know, you know, Getting into maybe why the affair happened. Why? What was the experience? Was it more passionate? Did it boost your confidence? Did it boost? Oh, yeah. Vic, it is gorgeous. Detroit has, uh, the building is, I'm, I'm going to be on the 31st floor. It has 47 floors. I'll be on the 31st, and it's got a gorgeous view towards the south end of Detroit and the Detroit River. Ambassador Bridge. It's going to be really cool. Detroit, you can Google buildings, uh, Guardian Building. I'm getting way off topic. But there are so many gorgeous buildings um, in 
Detroit. Do I have a monthly rate? Melissa, what do you mean by monthly rate? I do offer packages, believe it or not, um, for couples. I got to get into that. Sorry, distraction. Yeah, there's a lot of gorgeous buildings uh, in Detroit. Guardian Building, the Chrysler House. Holy crap. Buell Building. Uh, the new CompuWare building. Oh, my God. But um, if I were to come once a week, ooh, 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 ooh. You are killing me. Give me a call. <laughs> Give me a call tomorrow, okay, and we'll talk. We'll see what we can do, okay? Give me a call. I will try to help you out, okay? Um, just I hope nobody, no potential new clients are listening. <laughs> I'm going to be screwed, and I won't be able to afford shit. No, <laughs> Everyone thinks, great, you must make like a lot of money. No, 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 no. But I love, it's a passion. I love doing what I do. Look at affairs. Be inquisitive, okay? Don't accuse. You look at the situation. You know, what did the experience mean for the one that betrayed, okay? And look at also, you know, by them cheating, Look at, um, look at the situation where, what was the experience for the person being betrayed when they found out, you know, was it, you know, not only earth shattering, what did that do for your, you know, the one that was betrayed, their sense of self, their confidence aspect, and look at those, key in on the experience. What was it like, you know? coming home after you left your lover, what were you guilty? Did you feel guilty, sick to your stomach? You need to look at these aspects, okay? You need to look at, you know, be more about the experience and what happened. The, you know, wasn't more passionate than us. Well, you know, get at the premise about what the whole experience of the affair was, and it's going to help you heal to those aspects. And a lot of people look at, um, I talk about this, and this is one thing I relate very heavily with Esther Perel on and have actually for a long time. Actually, I thought about, you know, thought about this, and I heard her, and I said, oh, my God, we're freaking think identical on affairs. You know, working with couples over the year, and like I said, most of the couples I deal with, there's an affair one way or another. And I tell them, it, it's sort of ironic how an affair can almost spark up the passion and chemistry again in a relationship. And it's almost like you have a renewed birth of the marriage, almost like a second marriage or a second honeymoon phase. The danger with that, you know, is you got to work at the issues. And I'm all, I love seeing that. I love seeing couples fall more in love and, you know, they look at each other and you see the love in the eyes again and have that manifest right in front of me. It's so cool. And that's why I do this. Can I guarantee that with everybody? No, I can't. But it, it it's just it's awesome to see. You need to look at you know an affair could renew your marriage. You need to have the premise what the experience was. 
don't get into specific questions. You know, how did you have sex? Did Was she better than me? Was he better? Was he bigger than me? Last longer? Oh, the more specific you get at those, they do not serve any real purpose other than instilling insecurities. And they keep the wounds festering. They keep the wounds not healing. How does it cause a honeymoon again after the hurt? Because Melissa, what happens, not always, I I can't guarantee this, but a lot of times an affair happens for a reason. You might have came on a little later. Most times, not always, affairs happen because you're not feeling desire, not feeling loved, uh, appreciated, important, would all. And there's also, you know, affairs happen not only for that because you need an ego boost. You know, you're bored. Maybe there's no chemistry at all in a relationship. You know, you are there for the kids, and I don't ever ever get that staying in a relationship just for the kids. I don't ever, I understand it, but I never advocate it. But, you know, there's no chemistry. All of a sudden, you want to feel alive. You want to feel the chemistry, the the feeling love, the passion. You know, it's addicting. I get it. So, what, and not where the chemistry is dead in a relationship. And you know, deep down in your gut, it'll never come back. It'll never be there. Um, abuse is one situation, Melissa. But with affairs, um, when someone leans on it, that can happen. But usually when someone's being abused, it does happen where they will have an affair or cheat. But most of the time in those situations, to be honest with you, Melissa, they won't have an affair or cheat because they're afraid to get their ass beat in anymore or potentially get killed, okay? So that's usually what happens. Maybe the abuser's going to cheat. That happens frequently too. But... It causes the honeymoon again because what happens? It shakes up the relationship. It shakes up the marriage. What happens? Most affairs, like I said, not all. A lot of affairs happen because you're not feeling desired, not feeling loved, important, whatever. And all of a sudden, you're having an affair, and then the other one that was betrayed, they need to take responsibility and look at both people, the betrayer and the betrayed, need to take responsibility. Why in the hell the affair happened? Maybe it shakes up the other one to look at, oh, my God, I need to make my partner feel more loved, desired, appreciated. Got it? And then when that starts happening, that's where the honeymoon phase kicks up again, the desire, the passion. It's almost it's sad, but a lot of the affair, an affair being uncovered or divorce papers filed, that's when I see majority of my couples, there's an affair that happened or Threats, uh, threats or legitimate divorce papers are filed. Now it shakes up the relationship, and the other one's going to pull their head out of their ass or the relationship out of their ass, and they're going to look at, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got this. What's going on? And underneath all that hurt, you take responsibility and look at, why wasn't I making my partner feel desired, appreciated, important, valued? So these are all the dynamics that... I try to work with with the essence of affair. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but these are the foundations that go on. Now, you know, you might have people that, you know, you know, the old Greeks, Romans, they separate, you know, 
they've said the body was the pleasure and you can still love your husband and wife, but the body was the pleasure and have a free-for-all, go out, have sex with other people. And some people in open marriages or relationships, they still do that. Like I said, you know, I work with many couples that are in the lifestyle. They're swingers, open marriages, bisexual couples. That doesn't mean personally it's for me. That's not my style. But that doesn't mean I can't help them and get at, you know, what the situation is to make them feel more in love, more appreciated, uh, more connected emotionally and physically, right? Do people have affairs because sex sucks? (laughs) Well, I mean, you should suck and lick and all that during sex. But what I'm saying, if the sex is terrible and bad, um, do people have an affair in those situations? Yes, they do. Um, Most of the time, it's the physical, or I'm sorry, it's the emotional element that causes affairs. Not always, but it is, uh, you know, if the sex is bad, Chances are the relationship ain't going to last to begin with, but if it does because you're thinking it's going to improve and it doesn't, then you're like, oh, shit, what happened? So let's face it, you know, fantasy, you know, the old Fifty Shades, the old that's not that old, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, all these other books that come out with sexuality, um, you know, they pique your curiosity and you look at you know what am I missing and you see a lot of couples you know they get married and they're each other they were virgins when they met you know maybe they had sex before they got married and all of a sudden you know they get married 10 15 20 years and all of a sudden curiosity oh my god I wonder what it would be like to have sex with somebody else that curiosity feeds and then okay now there's a emotional disconnect in a relationship or marriage, now that curiosity is going to get even stronger. Like I said, I never condone or excuse affairs. I look at why they happen and what can be done to rejuvenate that. Unfortunately, not every relationship is going to recover an affair, just like you know, not every relationship is going to make it even if there isn't an affair. There's couples that, you know, they might be good friends, but no chemistry, and they decide, you know what, we're better friends, and that's it. Neither one of them cheated, and they just, you know, I'm all about, yeah, myself, hell yeah. I want passion. I want desire in my relationship. You know, I want that, and I want to feel, I want my clothes ripped off. I want, you know, I'm a fucking guy. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I want that, too. I want to feel desired. I want a assertive woman that's going to freaking just devour me sexually, too, and make me feel crape like that. Hell, yes. And I want to I want, I want do that to my partner as well, too, um, with those aspects. So I'm all about that you need to look at the elements of you know why an affair happened right and get at the experience what was what were you getting from the affair the one that was here kitty 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 (laughs) so on chat just meow (laughs) you look at um the element, you know, what the experience was what were you getting from the affair and it's very very difficult to do when you are devastated and crushed. And that's what I try to help people with, you know, the affair situation. 
I try to help people heal and maybe gain strength, inner strength, and look at to try to be investigative, inquisitive versus accusatory or asking the specific questions that are going to cause further hurt and ongoing hurt that it's going to take a lot longer to heal through. So, you know, like I said, good can, good can come out of a, in an affair. You can have new growth. The fear of losing somebody to somebody else, that can, you you know, Melissa, you mentioned how can that happen, like in money. You, sometimes you, an affair wakes up the relationship, wakes up to the other partner, say, hey, oh, my God, I wasn't making my partner feel loved, all this stuff. Now if you have someone that always plays the victim role in the martyr, oh, my God, I can't, you did this. I, I was the perfect wife, the perfect husband, and you cheated on me. I never cheated on you. Uh, but you know what? You never made me feel, you know, I worked all the time and I worked all the time, paid all the bills, was a good dad, whatever. But maybe you didn't make your wife feel loved, desired, appreciated. Maybe you didn't make your husband feel appreciated, desired, whatever. You treated him like a paycheck and that was it. And all of a sudden he goes out, someone chirps in his ear, makes him feel maybe hot sexy, even listen to. Most affairs start on the emotional level, not the physical, okay? Oh, my God, sounds like I'm slurring my my speech. So you got to look at, so good could come out of a, a, an affair, okay? Now, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. When I say good can come out of an affair. It wakes up the relationship. You guys can be closer than you've ever, ever have been before. I wish it didn't take an affair for you guys to get help to come in and see me. I wish it didn't take the hurt and the affair and the betrayal and all that before it wakes up the relationship. But it's sad. Sometimes it takes that to wake up, to get a renewed birth, if you will, and have almost like a second marriage, third marriage, whatever it is, to wake up the relationship and get to a good spot and really look at what's going on. Because pretty soon, yeah, we're this way. Yeah, it's just a phase we're going through. We'll get through it. And all of a sudden, a month goes by, two months, a year, or two years goes by, and you're still in that phase. And you might not know how to get out of it. Or maybe you think it's going to the relationship's going to pull out of those sooner or later, but you're not doing anything. It's just going to miraculously happen on its own. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to do anything. And awesome, wham, your partner has an affair, and it forces you to do something. It forces you to wake up and look at the situation. And I've dealt with many, many, many couples where this has happened, and it, they have a renewed Faith in a relationship, um, yeah, trust has to be in place, absolutely. And, you know, that's I talked about that on a few other shows about affairs and building trust, what needs to be in place for each couple. It's different. But, you know, trust has to be in place. But I've seen an affair wake up so many relationships and marriages that, you know, the love comes back, the, the chemistry comes back, and it almost, it's... 
a lot of good comes out of it. Now, that's what I meant at the beginning of the show. I don't condone. I'm not pro-affair. I'm not pro-cheating. Not at all. I just wish a lot of people would wake up and look at the relationship and look at what the hell is going on, what you're not feeling. And I always say, do check-ins. Are you feeling love? Do you feel desired uh, in a relationship? Am I making you feel like I crave you? Oh, God, like the meow, rip my freaking clothes off and lick me, suck me, kiss me all over, baby. (laughs) Are you making me feel craved? You know, ask each other this. Some people are afraid to ask. Do, am I making you feel loved? Am I making you feel important? You know, oh, why do I have to say it? I'm doing it. You might not be in the way your partner needs. And all of a sudden, the affair wakes all this shit up. And all of a sudden, you're left with, oh, my God, poor me. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. (gasps) Hey, you know what? And I tell people all the time that are in here, I want you both to take responsibility. What do you mean, Greg? He's the one that cheated. She's the one that cheated. What what did I have to do with that? Well, we're going to find that out, right? It's about taking responsibility for where the relationship is and what caused this shit so we can hopefully heal it and move on. Like I said, key in on the experience, what what the affair meant to the betrayer and what maybe... Once they found out, what did that experience mean to the one that was betrayed? Absolutely, okay? These are starting points, and we got way off tangent, which is cool. I appreciate all the questions, the financial you know, questions that a lot of people come into with, uh, you know, from Melissa. I appreciate that very much, and I appreciate Fu, as always, loyal follower, and Kim, Nice seeing you back on here. Vicky. thank you so much for joining in as well. Uh, Listen in. Oh, self-confidence, huge. Um, Listen in. I'll be back online, 9 o'clock from the rawradiox.com studios in Detroit. Same time, 9 p.m. I'll be on for two hours, 9 to 11 and you listen to the show on the same, you know, same frequencies, I should say. It's an internet, so there might not be frequency. <laughs> um, but it's, you can listen to the same way you did tonight, right? Monday nights I usually do out of my office. Wednesday nights I'm down in Detroit at uh, RawRadioX.com studios and Sebastian, my buddy Av, who runs the station, will be with me, helping me out as well. And I'll post that information uh, Wednesday. You know, all, all the listening parameters, call in line will be different than Monday nights. So it'll be the raw, 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 <laughs> RRX.com studio line. Um, thank you for listening. Like I said, this show. All I do, or most of what I do, is definitely to help other people out there answer your questions. I appreciate it very much. Everybody have 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock Michigan time, our time, Melissa. It's Monday and Wednesday. It's always at 9 p.m., okay? Usually Mondays, 9 to 11, um, 9 to 10, typically on Monday. But I ran a little over with all the questions. I'm here for you guys. 
Um, so thank you for all the questions. The show is to help everybody out out there. So I love hearing your questions. It helps me help others out there. So I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Everybody be safe. Have a great night. And this is Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G, from the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you so much, everybody. Talk to you the soon. The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you.